0: This is the second in a short series of lectures with Michael Ellis talking about fear periods in dogs and how to deal with fearful dogs. If you missed the first part of this lecture, you can go to my website and watch it on our streaming videos. Now, as this clip opens, Michael is explaining why he doesn't go up to strangers and ask strangers to give his nervous dog a treat. Then my dog says
1: hey, approaching strangers is good because they all have food. Then you're out on the street and your dog goes up to somebody seeing if they have a piece of food and they don't have a piece of food and they go, oh, puppy! And they grab your dog by the head and your dog loses it and bites them, right? Because the dog, they, you can't control how they're going to react. So I tend not to encourage my dog to go up to strangers to get fed because it's going to get them in trouble because you can't control how the strangers are going to react. So instead, I would go work Around a stranger, and I would do all the feeding, so that way I can go around you in circles. I can have my dog bump into you, walk past you. You're a non, and off we go, right? And so the dog says, "Oh, that's fine. Like th- nothing, nothing bad happened there. Being around that person was no big deal." But that, because I just because I can't control. We had, a, we, we we had a series of. Uh, Fearful dogs at one point that we were trying uh, different techniques to, to socialize and counter condition them, and one of them we, we, were, we were experimenting with clickers at the time, and we were t- which is basically the, what we're doing with our yes marker. but um, we were clicking the dog for uh, approaching strangers uh, in progressions till the f- she, we taught her actually to come up and nose touch somebody to get food, somebody that she was ma- that was making her nervous so I could, th- at that point. I could, she would approach anybody at any time and nose touch them, she would just touch them light with her nose and sit there like, give me a piece of food. Which was awesome until somebody there didn't give her a piece of food and stared at her and then she just nailed them, but bite them, boom, right? <laughs> like She got there and realized like, you don't have any food, you're staring at me, holy crap, wham, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oops, now I taught her to go up to strangers, and then now the stranger sees this dog coming to you and thinks the dog's friendly. coming right up to me. It wanted to be pet, right? Wrong. (laughs) That was the worst thing we ever did. It was bad news, right? So now what we do is just like, no, 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 don't go up to greet them. Just get around them, get comfortable, and go, and hopefully change that. And then the other thing that we do with puppies is um, we get with other dog trainers, and we hand them off and have them do the same food stuff we're doing here, right? So what we're doing in the class, where we're doing all the luring and moving the dog around and doing all that engagement work, wha- what you do is you could bring a dog out, do a little bit of that, then hand a fistful of food to, your f- to y- another trainer or your friend or somebody that can behave the same way and have them do the same exact thing with your dog. Now your dog's learning something about interactions with new people, but all the signals are the same, the experiences are all good, nobody's trying to grab the dog or hold them or pet them or force themselves into their space, right? So the dog's all primed to have these sets of signals mean something, and now they're getting consistency of signals from a new person, and the dog goes, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then somebody else does it, oh, that wasn't so bad. And, and that work, works really well for, for that kind of thing, instead of trying to force the dog to get petted or bed or something by strangers. Um, yeah, so the people that ask generally when I'm dealing with puppies is, um, uh, if I have a puppy that's really friendly, then sure you can pet my puppy. Right? If I have a puppy that I have any issues with that kind of stuff with, then I just say, um, I appreciate it if you don't right now, I'm training the puppy and I'm trying to make the puppy uh, uh, pay attention to me. So if you could just ignore the puppy, you'd be a huge help to me, is what I always say. So I just go, like, you'd be helping me a lot if you could just ignore the puppy while I do something and go past you, because I'm working on certain things in my training. And then people are usually, you're gonna get some people that are like, Nazi, (laughs) right? But but most people are gonna be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's fine, you know, and and they're all right Um, with it. The dogs don't get a lot of socialization with other people. um, If I'm having problems with them paying attention to me, that would be the only part of it. But in terms of like, if you want your dog to be mean when he grows up, or like, so the only the only thing lack of contact with strangers is likely to increase is going to make your dog more likely to bite. So if I'm doing so, if I were raising a dog and I really wanted to make a dog that I was sure would bite people, (laughs) then that would be the only place that social isolation like that would be potentially beneficial, right? The more times your dog meets new people and has good experiences, the less likely your dog is to want to bite new people, right? So if that was a goal of yours, to have a dog that would bite a lot of people, then no, then you having lots of socialization and contact probably isn't going to be good for for that dog. Right. So for me, most of the t- the reason that I wouldn't allow my dog to go say to hi to everybody would be either one because the dog's fearful and I can't control what those people are going to do and they can make my fearful problem worse, or two because my dog won't pay any attention to me and wants to say hi to everybody else. And at that case then I don't want to do I'm not going to let you go say hi to everybody until you start working with me in a meaningful way. And then if you're working with me well, then sure you can say hi to people. Like so if I if I'm raising a lab puppy, right? The, the social fear thing is not a calm, as common a thing, right? So I get lots of super gregarious lab puppies that every time they see a new person, they're like jumping up and down, wanting to say hi. Like, oh, can I say hi? Can I say hi? Right? And they want to run up to everybody and wrestle with them and be petted and everything like that, classic uh, lab behavior. So if I have that, I'm not letting my puppy go say hi to everybody because then they're what, that's a lot more fun than working with me, and as I start to try to get them to work with me, they're like, no, no, I'd rather go say hi. And that distractibility factor makes my early training harder. So they'll get a little bit of social isolation from strangers so that I can make the focus on me that I want. But then assuming I have good focus on me, the dog's working with me, and it wants to say hi to somebody? Sure, I can say hi to somebody. And somebody wants to pet my dog, sure, that's all fine, right? Um, the places that it's, that it's potentially bad are the places where you have a dog that's unsure about strangers and can potentially get into a bad situation by letting somebody pet the dog because you can't really control what they're going to do.
0: This lecture is part of one of Michael's puppy classes that he gives at his school for dog trainers in California. If you have an interest in going to a dog training school I'd highly recommend Michael's school. This little series of lectures will continue in our next newsletter.